Welcome to Embrace the Musica, where we're going to dig into the raw, vulnerable, tough, and beautiful pieces of this journey called life. I'm Dominique Dines, who at the age of 21 moved abroad to Mexico to start teaching after growing up in a small town in Minnesota. My husband is from Peru, and we met salsa dancing 10 years ago in Guadalajara, Mexico. Here we are today raising two lovely tricultural kids. We speak more Spanish than English in our home and do a lot of salsa dancing in the kitchen. Embrace the Musica is going to be a place where we talk about what it's like being married to someone from a completely different culture, living in a place that neither of us grew up in, being a working mom, constantly fighting or accepting cultural norms, and all the things that keep us afloat, which includes a lot of heart and humility. So let's embrace the Musica today. Welcome everyone to Embrace the Musica. This is episode 38. And if you're listening to another week of the podcast, I just want to start out by saying thank you so much for being here week after week. As a creator, when you put your heart into something and you know that it's touching at least one other person on the other side, it makes it all worth it. Whether you're listening to this episode while walking the streets of Paris, whether you're fitting in a run around your kids' schedules, maybe washing the dishes after another long week at home, finding a small moment alone during your day, or simply making the time to listen, I genuinely am so grateful to be on this journey with you. Last week, I talked about my intentional decision to delete Instagram for a week and why my mental health needed a break from scrolling and just truly feeling yucky. After comparing myself or feeling like I haven't done enough, or that internal monologue that sometimes plays on repeat that says, I'm not enough. Today, somewhat ironically, I'm actually going to talk about one of the reasons that I am thankful for an app like Instagram that gives us a timestamp on our life as we share our journey. I've been super reflective this week as the year is coming to a close and so many things that I had hoped for this year happened while so many others did not thanks to COVID and the after effects on our lives. And as I wrote on Instagram, on a caption this week, and I think it's important to say here as well, so, so much has happened in 2020. Good and bad, happy and sad, often in the same moment, the same second, feeling all these things at once. 2020, you have taken so much away, and yet you've reminded us what's important at the end of the day. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to encourage you to look at your year through eyes that see both the good and the bad. Eyes that see the moments on your calendar that you remember as both happy and sad. 2020 rocked our world. And we will continue to ride out these waves of these ripple effects that nobody can fully predict as time goes on. I know many people listening may not even want to remember all of 2020. But I do want to be intentional, remembering and sharing some of the lessons that I learned firsthand in 2020. And I want to encourage you to be intentional as well. So let's take a little walk down memory lane while we're looking at the good, the bad, the scary, the overwhelm, the blessings, and all the things I wrap up as a gift to my future self so I don't forget the road I walk this year. This is an excerpt from a post on July 2nd. This is shortly after my husband and I had both recovered from COVID. And it feels appropriate to remind myself of this today as I'm struggling with kids getting up at 5 a.m. during my precious morning time as I plan this final podcast post of 2020. 
I wrote, every day is a gift. We choose how to unwrap it, what to see and what to say. Today, on July 2nd, we woke up to a rainy and cloudy day, the best kind of a day to enjoy a moment to myself with my coffee. But then my kids woke up too early. Usually I would try to put them back to bed and fight the struggle that the morning turns into. And yes, we need a better routine, but I can only fight so much these days before I find myself too exhausted and too defeated and grumpy. So probably against most parenting books and advice, I let them join me in my morning quiet time. We sat in silence while I sipped my coffee and they ate their oatmeal. I was fully present. I chose not to be angry. I took a deep breath. I chose to be present and unwrap the day with grace. And that's what saved our morning today. Sometimes it's helpful in the hard moments to remember the sunny mornings with the jacaranda trees unwrapping their purple blossoms for us to soak in the beauty and enjoy the gift of another day. And it's with that sentiment that I've literally tried to embrace la musica in 2020. Embrace the moments, be fully present, fully feel all the things since our year was turned upside down. The economy crashed and has been unsteady since March. Though there are pockets of hope here and there, depending on your industry and your career, there have been people filing for unemployment without ceasing and will continue to do so. COVID numbers are skyrocketing in the U.S. While we in Mexico aren't fully sure what the numbers are, as it's not as transparent or economically feasible or even convenient for people to get tested in this country we call home. Back in May, our lives stopped again with the Black Lives Matter movement. And Black Lives do matter, period. <laughs> that movement that moved the country, rightfully so, isn't over, but woke so many of us up. This week on the blog, I'm working on a post about all the books that carried me through this crazy year and unlearning so many things that I didn't even realize that I'd been holding on to. Two books that I would love to recommend here if you haven't taken some time to read up on why anti-racism work is so crucial for all of us. I really appreciated both White Fragility and How to Be an Anti-Racist, and I have more on my list. I always love a good recommendation as well if you want to DM me on Instagram. I always appreciate the recommendations. This year, we started intentionally talking to our tricultural kids about skin color as well, rather than quote unquote, not seeing color, as they have so many questions and natural questions about mommy and daddy's different skin colors. There's actually a blog post on that if you're interested in learning more about our conversations. And back in May 2020, as we were going through so many different feelings and unlearning so many different things, I wrote this on Instagram. I've seen posts from family and friends about riots being more important than human lives, about people voting for a party no matter what the current leader has done to our own people, about needing more guns to make sure you stay safe and screw everyone else, people who have told expats that we have no place talking about racism in Mexico because we are bringing our problems here, people who are giving others a hard time about wearing a mask in the middle of a pandemic while the death count is rising. Others joking about how many people they could fit in their freezers if riots come to their rural town. My first instinct when I read these things on social media is not to say anything, to take a break, to ignore the ignorant and offensive comments. And I realize that that is a privilege. If I can simply turn off or on my social media platform to avoid pain, I am privileged. 
I'm not the person facing racism day in and day out. Rather, my silence is speaking volumes on the pages of people saying rude and hurtful things about people's lives. I've realized the pain and distress that I felt over 2020 in a very short time is what many people of color live with their entire life. Black lives matter. When did we get to a point that possessions are more important than a person's life? It's likely always been this way, and it's been brought into the light, and it makes people uncomfortable that their own privilege will be taken away. I'm seeing young people like my niece and nephews being brave, risking their lives for a better tomorrow, and I can't just sit here ignoring it. My young kids don't understand what is happening yet, but someday they will ask me about 2020, and they will want to know what I did to help. As a multicultural family with so many layers of history tied into our own children, with relatives of their father who were brought on ships from Africa as slaves in Peru, and the many complex layers of racism and class discrimination within our own story, there's no excuse to be silent. I may say the wrong thing, but I'm learning and I won't stay silent. I admit that I don't have the perfect words to say and I don't always know what to say, but that doesn't mean we should be silent when we need to speak up. A story is the shortest distance between us. When we hear someone else's story and we put ourselves in someone else's shoes, our world changes. I don't speak up often about politics because I don't like to stir the pot. Growing up, I learned quickly that speaking up or against what someone else believes can result in eye rolls and snide comments and a lot of hurt. It was easier to stay silent. But as I continue to grow, I know that empathy speaks volumes. Staying silent to avoid conflict is not okay. As a woman, an educator, and someone married to an immigrant raising interracial kids, I do have a lot to say. I have a lot to say that, so that my tricultural kids can grow up in a world that doesn't think less of them or pay them less for being any of those things. There's a gap, and it seems to be getting bigger and glaring at us all in the face in 2020. How is it possible in 2020 that someone is judged and then murdered based on the color of their skin? I think it highlights the lack of empathy and perspective that so many have in this world. And I've said this before in the podcast, but I feel lucky that I got to move away 13 years ago. I have a different perspective on so many things now. Whether it's choosing a career in my second language, whether it's my gender constantly having to prove my own worth on stages typically filled with men, or waiting the extra hour or two it takes every single time we travel back to the States and my husband gets pulled into additional screening because of his skin color or where he was born. These are things that I may not have experienced staying safe in one place, physically or mentally, my whole life. Life is short. Stand up for others. Take action. Love others. Empathize. It's the least we can do. We are all in this together. And looking back at posts like that, and looking back at this year, Instagram photos, or even episodes from Race La Musica, I know how much political tension stirred the pot unlike ever before. Even in my own family, to the point, I don't know if or when we'll ever be able to see eye to eye or have a conversation about quite a few things. Things got ugly, on Facebook in particular. And the ever-present passive-aggressive card was pulled as people pleaded to agree to disagree. But it's hard to agree to disagree when so many issues, human right issues, such as women's rights and LGBTQ rights, human rights, that's ultimately what it was, were the issues in question. And I don't know about you, but I found my voice more this year. 
I figured out more my limits and boundaries when it comes to people. I learned how to say no to a few more things so I can focus on the bigger picture and the bigger goal. As my son Max learned while tubing for the first time when we escaped for two weeks to Minnesota shortly after my husband and I had COVID, um, we went up to the States just for two weeks. And we took my son tubing, doing something that I grew up doing, living on a lake when I was little. And Max told me, he said, that was really scary, but I was super brave and it was so much fun. The entire ride, he was either saying out loud, I'm so brave, I'm so brave, I'm so brave. Or he was screaming at the top of his lungs when we hit a wave. And it reminded me in that moment that in life, both reactions deserve a space. Sometimes we need a mental or verbal mantra playing on repeat to convince ourselves that we too are brave. Sometimes we just need to scream because trying new things can be scary. Both reactions deserve a space. And it's what happens in that space before and after the scream that matters as we decide if we are going to keep going or give up. And that's when our fear can turn into bravery. It reminded me that even if I am sometimes scared about new beginnings or new things, I can remind myself that I too am brave. I took a chance on myself this year. I invested an entire year and my quite a bit of my savings to be part of a mastermind with women from around the world, all pursuing something beyond our everyday jobs or careers. That risk and investment has been paying off. This podcast was given wings back in March, right before the pandemic started, when I started writing down my goals in January for the next 10 years and breaking it down into smaller chunks, very well knowing that dreams can change as I dive into on several of the episodes over the year. But knowing that the beauty of dreaming and the desires of your heart following those desires, which will ebb and flow depending on your story, on where you call home, on who you're sharing your days with. And as we all collectively experienced in 2020, many times our dreams are shaped by the uncertainty and the challenges that we're facing. So many people suddenly with reduced hours at work or even having lost a job, are getting creative and finding new ways to make ends meet. So many teachers who are in over their heads right now with more work than ever before are also getting creative and innovating in ways that inspire me as I'm now working full-time at a school again these days. Or maybe you quit your job right before the pandemic could have taken it away from you. So you made that leap to strike out on your own or you were in transition when the pandemic carried us all into new territory. And maybe you're still trying to figure out where you're going or how you're going to make it work. You're not alone. So many people in my life are living that exact story. If 2020 was wrapped with a bow, we may all have different contents or stories to tell from our year. Some stories would be filled with great sorrow and loss. Some would be filled with adventure and failure. Some of taking risks and of excitement some of loneliness, some of desperation, some of great joy, but not being able to share it with others. But just as the ribbon that wraps our gifts under our trees holds the precious contents inside, the ribbons that tie us all together in 2020, it's stronger than ever before. The worldwide empathy and understanding, knowing that we're all going through this at the same time, is seriously unbelievable. 
Yes, I say that knowing that people are experiencing this in so many different ways. And if we have a way to support our neighbors or community around us who are in need right now, now more than ever is a time to give. This gift of empathy, this gift of connection and understanding, that's what I want to remember from this year. Two other books that shaped 2020 for me were Untamed by Glennon Doyle. In fact, that one tops my list this year. Another was Fierce, Free, and Full of Fire by Jen Hatmaker. I wrote a couple different posts about these books and I wanted to share a little summary of them here. But I love the heart of these messages of Untamed, Fierce, Free, and Full of Fire. So if you haven't checked out those books yet, and you're looking for something to read over the holidays or in the new year, please do yourself a favor, read these books. We are all born dreamers. It's often the world and those around us that condition us women to play it safe, not be too loud and just be good enough. But what if those crazy ideas that we dream about or we idealize in a different world were actually what we were meant to do, be or follow? What if we stopped listening to the directions that others have given us to live safe and quiet lives and instead followed our hearts, not ignoring our desires, but embracing them? These books have so many nuggets of truth that speak directly to my heart and to women around the world. As Glennon specifically was encouraging us to stop living tamed and selfless lives in cages as society has so conditioned us to live and rather start listening to our imagination, our dreams and desires. This past year, I've talked so much about letting go of the fear that often cripples us from being who we are meant to be. And this world is quick to tell us as women how much space we're allowed to take up, which tables we are allowed to sit at, and when we have permission to use our voices. Our culture still relies so much on the supporting role that women play to keep the wheel spinning, but still silences our voices when we show up and live fully. Growing up in a traditional church built on the shoulders of patriarchy, I never understood how I could dream and be ambitious if I was only allowed to reach a certain level of success deemed appropriate by the standards set by men in leadership. People are quick to silence us or to make us feel small when we speak up. I've experienced it so many times and continue to do so, but it doesn't mean I'm going to stop showing up. The world needs us to keep going, to keep taking up space, to keep speaking up. And hopefully by cheering one another along in the journey to acceptance, we'll empower and encourage others. I believe with every fiber of my being that we are stronger together, that living out our truth, our passions, and unashamed of our gifts will create a more beautiful and secure community. We need each other and we need to be lifting others up along the way. I was reminded this year in 2020 to keep going when work was tough or overwhelming, to keep speaking up about women's right as International Women's Day rolled around. And I wrote shortly after we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg this year that I had so many heavy thoughts, so much I wish I could change in the world, so many broken systems I wish were already dismantled. There's so much work to do. But I know that some of the work can start right here at home as a mother raising a daughter, I want her to know that she is strong, smart, brave, and kind, and that it is okay to be ambitious, to be assertive, to be a leader, to use your voice, 
to take up space, to not fit into someone else's definition of who they want you to be. And it's okay to break those glass ceilings. Women belong in all places where decisions are being made. It shouldn't be that women are the exception, as said by the late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. As a woman and as a mother, I cannot be silent on the issues of injustice and inequality, nor can I sit back and not say anything about politics or the election that happened in 2020. As a woman, the celebration after Biden and Harris won in the U.S. in 2020, Kamala Harris made history as a woman, and she's the first of many to break that glass ceiling. It's so empowering. It was so exciting. And similar to what RBG also said, I would like to be remembered as someone who used whatever talent I had to do my work to the very best of my ability. And friends, I made mistakes this year. I didn't confront people correctly. I hurt people's feelings. I asked for forgiveness. I wasn't always a super mom. I didn't do my job 100%. But I know that I can wake up each day and start anew. And I found out that despite the best intentions and as vulnerable as I may be or share, others don't always share the same sentiment. That sometimes it's people you don't even know in real life who continue to push you and cheer you on from afar. That the people closest to you are the ones who are sometimes the quietest when it comes to your dreams. And you have to keep going you don't need approval from the people in your life to chase your dreams. Every single morning, I write in my journal, my words inspire and encourage others. Because truly, my desire is to empower other women while connecting with the community. My blog was the first place I started to share. The podcast is now the second place. It's a place where I talk about the raw, the vulnerable, the not-so-pretty pieces of this journey called life. Embrace the Musica is truly a life mission for me to embrace wherever we've been planted and to grow where we have been planted. So whether these short and sweet messages of the podcast strike a chord with you or not, I truly hope that everybody listening is embracing the Musica day in and day out. So to wrap this year up, quite literally with a bow on top, I want to remember the smile lines or the wrinkles that got deeper from laughing so much with my kids. I want to remember the resilience and the imagination of my children hopeful for another fun day at home. I want to remember that somehow we managed to get homework done after our work day. <laughs> I want to remember the parks that gave us peaceful escapes from screens in the afternoons. The bike rides, the scootering, the swinging, while wearing our masks and staying safe. I want to remember quitting a job to return to a new job at a school instead of traveling each week. I want to remember the invitation that 2020 gave all of us to stop rushing, stop going to all the things, doing all the things, and to just let ourselves be. I want to remember being brave, speaking up, and trying new things despite roadblocks and discouragement along the way. And I want to remember all the growing that happened in 2020, despite the difficulties this year has brought in so many ways. 2020, you have taken so much away. 
But yet at the end of the day or the end of this year, you have reminded us of what is important. So thank you, friends, for listening. Please share with a friend. I'll be back in 2021. In the meantime, I'll post a few pictures on Instagram. So let's hang out over there and let's celebrate what happened in 2020 through social media as we can't get much closer these days with COVID still on the scenes. And if you're looking for connection, accountability, community, or even coaching to get your dreams rolling into the new year, please reach out. I would be so happy to connect with you. Info at DominicDines.com is where you can find me. And while you're there, grab a freebie I created for you based on what I am asking myself every day and every month to be brave and, and walk towards the life of my dreams. If you enjoyed today's episode and if you were encouraged by the message, I would love to hear from you. Please subscribe, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, take a screenshot and post it to Instagram and tag me so that we can keep growing together. And until next time, with heart and humility, embrace la musica.